Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today is our Halloween episode. We love Halloween, so this is a very special episode for us, and we um, <laughs> thought thought about how we could do Halloween, but also stay true to our um, this you know the the concept of this podcast without going too paranormal or anything like that, which we get a little woo with this episode. Um, initially, we were going to seek um, a guest. Uh, named Father Sebastian, or um, we were going to approach him. If you're not familiar with him, he is like um, a fangsmith, and he is very active in like the vampire community, and he um, has some books written about like magic and stuff like that in regards to like vampire stuff. And um, we were thinking about him. There's another person that would have been kind of cool that's along those lines. Uh, we didn't. We changed our mind. We decided that uh, we were going to do something a little bit different. And that is we're going to talk about the concept of like immortals or vampires or what have you and its connection to like enlightenment and that type of thing. So um, all throughout history, there have been accounts of certain characters who are alleged, I guess, like immortals or vampires, depending on the lore that you're reading. But there's some sort of tie to like spirituality in those regards. Um, we're also going to do a really quick segment called Vampire or Vegan. So if you didn't uh, get it, this theme of our Halloween episode is vampires. <laughs> <laughs> it's vampires, immortality. But yeah, yeah, we, we have a long-standing joke about it's just being eating a more plant-based diet. You're ingesting, you know, healthier things and more nutritious, you know, nutri- nutrient-dense things if you're eating um, whole foods. But it tends to people who look younger than their actual age usually end up being a vegetarian or vegan just it's just a coincidence and we made a joke out of it are they a vampire or are they standard vegan (laughs) yeah so it happened um if you guys aren't familiar with the band afi there's this guy named davy havoc who's the singer and he looks like really young and i was joking with her and i'm like oh my gosh he looks so young he might be a vampire but then their like latest album uh, they might have a newer album. I don't follow them too closely, but it's all about vampire stuff. And there was actually, like, a magazine article about how they were kind of getting weird with the vampire theme. And then there was a rumor that he was a vampire. And then there's, like, pictures of him. Apparently, he did does have, like, fake vampire fangs. And then um, we were joking, and she's like, I bet he's just a vegan. And it turns out he is a vegan, so that's what started Vampire Vegan. Um, so we'll, like, name celebrities, like Jarrett Leto, Vampire Vegan. That's debatable. <laughs> That's debatable. He's playing a vampire in a new movie. He has phenomenal genetics. Well, let's just give, give him that. Phenomenal genetics. Phenomenal. Ageless. But, um... He's vegan, though, I think. He is definitely 100% vegan, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is. He, he's vampire vegan. He's definitely vegan. Um, so it's like a little game we like to play. But when you get into... Just, just getting into mindfulness, um, people tend to look a little bit younger because you're not as stressed out. And stress is a huge component to aging mm-hmm. stress misery but if you're vibrating higher you're happier so you're not going to age as much whatever that's my theory I, i'm sure there's research to back that but yeah i mean there, there's like this phenomenon where there's people who start a mindful practice start mindfully eating and then they start to look a little bit 
um, younger. I don't know. It's just we're like gonna a stop thing. aging. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, you notice that with like a lot of vegan people. Um, and the reason why people will adopt a vegetarian or vegan diet whenever they get into like spirituality is because it's believed that the energy um, you can take on the energy of suffering from eating meat. Also, there's also the mindfulness aspect where the meat industry is very harmful for the environment. So people will um, not ingest meat or Kobe's melt of meat because they want to um, play a better, help the environment, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it contributes to a lot of, like... And the um, ethics of it. Yeah, and the ethics of how, um, you know, we... BMs are treated and we, so on and so forth. So there's, like, that's, like, why people will do it. And, um, yeah, that's just why they do it. But... You know, sometimes when it, like, with Reiki, I know you're supposed to cut back on meat and alcohol whenever you do certain Reiki practices, and then, um, it, it is also helpful with, like, spell work for you to cut back on meat or, um, alcohol prior to doing some, like, a ritual, and, and like I said, it's because of that, like, energy exchange and, and all of that good stuff. Um, so before we start talking about our, uh, immortals, will you tell them where they can find us? So you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr. Um, at Ed Arlene. That's all linked down below. You can follow us on YouTube. We post Rake and Fuse videos almost every single day, and we have specific playlists for whatever you need. You can go ahead and go do that as well, and then we send free Reiki out once a month to everybody on our email list. You can sign up on our website to get that, and it's all linked down below. And then we have Reiki at the end of every single episode of the podcast, so you can wait till the end to get that as well. I said as well 12 times. It's all good. Yeah, there you are. All right, so we have an ad, and then we'll start talking about stuff. All right. All right, we're back. So how we got on this line was... As you guys know, I'm an avid Anne Rice fan, and I am very um, interested in vampire lore. I always have been. I think it's fun. Um, we have our own, like, fun vampires. So I think the creepiest, one of the creepiest things I've ever had happen to me was um, I was sitting, I was years ago, I was sitting in, like, a coffee shop, and I was reading, um, actually I was reading Anne Rice, you know, I told you guys, <laughs> I reread that, um, don't judge me, and... I I was pretty young, and uh, during that time, there uh, were a lot of these, like, underground, like, vampire clubs and stuff like that, and uh, they were kind of like an invite-only type situation, and I had gotten, this guy came up to me, and he was like, oh, like, you like vampires, and I'm like, oh, Anne Rice, Louie, you know, like, Mm -hmm. the usual, and then I remember he slipped me a phone number, and he was like, they're real, and I'm like you know, sure. Like, all right, sir. Yeah, and then he, like, give, he's, like, call this number. And I didn't call it because that sketch, like, obviously I didn't call it, but that's, like, how those, like, underground places would work is you would get invited and it'd be, like, a, a number that you call and then, um, you know, go from there. But I was, you know, I wasn't, I was, like, in high school, like, no, like, at edge of high Stranger school. Stranger danger. Yeah, you know, get ready to go to college. I wasn't, like, that young, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, sure, you're danger. That's like a must. They woke, don't provoke. So that was like one of my creepier experiences. And then I remember I had an experience at the magic shop around that age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just a good old magic shop. Um, yeah, I guess I'll tell you guys this story. It's, it's our Halloween episode. Yeah. We'll tell ghost stories. So back in the day, <laughs> there was this guy who um, everybody 
was like really like oddly drawn to him and he was like you know he's like this goth kid and um I don't know everybody just was like drawn to me liked him his name I'm not gonna tell don't him do name. Name I can't say his name nope. um but anyways of course this dude like works at a magic shop you know and so my buddy who listens to this podcast he was with me <laughs> and like we go in out of like curiosity and he's like trying to sell us um he's like teaching us about like these potions and stuff and I had heard rumors that he was like some sort of weird like vampire type person like individual but I didn't believe you know I didn't believe that and um we're with my friend and we're talking to him for a really long time we ended up not like wanting to do the potion thing that he was like talk trying to talk us into and we left and we both felt like exhausted exhausted like so tired and then I realized like he had like energetically drained us (laughs) and so I'm talking to like one of my friends at flash forward who um, like knew him and I'm like oh yeah I talk about the magic shop and then she's like yeah he's a vampire and I'm like okay but she didn't elaborate I didn't want her to elaborate and you know weird attracts weird that's what I think I think once you start like dabbling into like weird stuff you start attracting <laughs> weird stuff because I remember there was a lady who lived in New Orleans who was like deadpan serious that they were real oh with you oh yeah talking to a normal very mm-hmm. very normal person who was not involved in anything to do with the metaphysical or occult practices mm-hmm. and she w- lived in in new orleans went to college there um and she was i think she was a bartender and she swore up and down that they were real like talking like pale as a ghost when you mentioned it mm-hmm. like you know and she would start to tell stories and i'm like nope i'm good well, these weren't the like um the people who like drink blood and feel they are vampires she was referring to like she thought they were straight up like straight up immortals like straight up immortals like it's all real it all exists Mm -hmm. and it's here and you know i think there's a a lot of backing behind a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm excited to see what else gets disclosed coming you know the next couple Mm -hmm. months couple years because i feel like a lot of the things that we um think are fantasy actually have the potential of being reality Mm -hmm. and there's evidence coming out every day. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. I'm, you know, it's exciting. It's going to be interesting to see what's coming. But this lady, I'll never forget it, her face. Mm-hmm. Every time she would bring it up, like, people would ask, like, are, you know, mm-hmm. how was New Orleans? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's dead, 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 you know, pale in the face. Like, she had actual accounts of um, interacting with some of these beings. And mm-hmm. that's totally cool. Yeah, and the thing, too, is, like, you think you want to, like, know about stuff like that, but then when you're confronted with it, you're like, that's cool, I'm good. I'm but good. I always yeah. feel like if you're meant to know something, you'll know, you'll it. know it. Like, it'll come to you, like, you don't necessarily have to yeah. um, actively seek it and to use your discernment and be safe. Like, stay woke, do not provoke. That's mm-hmm. a huge saying, I, you know, we say it all the time. Like, straight up. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot, of, I mean, there's a lot of, like, really cool New Orleans vampire lore. Oh, I love um, it. I love the stories. I love it all. I love. I love to hear about it, and I'm excited to go when life is normal and actually do like the tours and stuff and get immersed in the culture. Yeah. There's so many like cool, like there's, um, you know, obviously there are people who think that, uh, the characters in Anne Rice's books are real. There's like a, a, in the nineties, it was like really popular. I remember Um, in the nineties, like even the history channel, like there was all these um, networks that would have specials on and like do exposés on this like underground, situations and i mean you know you google you guys can google yeah, there's a lot of like really cool stories um there's like more modern ones there is like a really cool one um that is from the 90s that involves those like underground vampire clubs and like um in brief you guys can google it um 
this was there was like a reporter. She claimed that she met a real life immortal, and then so forth. She disappeared. So back to stay woke, don't provoke. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was referring to. I didn't yeah. mean to say it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's more involved. It's interesting. You can Google it if you want. And then, um, then like there's like the stories of the casket girls. Uh, that's a really cool one to look up. There's another one with these two guys. I think they're called like the Carter brothers, and they. Um, that's another New Orleans vampire tale where it's really dark. You can look it up. Basically, they were drinking blood and, you know, people that were rescued who had been fed on suddenly had the same types of cravings. And then there are accounts of people seeing these individuals throughout the um, the years. That's another one of those New Orleans vampire lore, though. So, you know, look it up. There's a lot of really cool stuff. If you go there, you know, you'd probably go on a tour. But one of... We're talking about this because... Um, there is a lore, there's a vampire lore, and we're going to transition into what we are meaning to talk about, and that is the um, mystery of the Count of St. Germain. And he was allegedly in New Orleans at some point, and that's how we first heard about this. Like, I was researching um, spooky stories and stuff, like I, you know, I do, especially around Halloween, and I, we, you know, we were talking about this because we'd found it together, and it was about this guy who um, was called the Count of St. Germain, and he is an alleged immortal or an alleged vampire and he was um very active in the um like french court or actually it was like multiple european courts and he was born in the late i believe late 1600s maybe 1700s and um he was a musician and everybody loved him and blah 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 but what was weird was that he uh seemed to like not age and then on top of that, so we'll, we'll tell you two stories. We'll tell you the vampire story and then the alchemist story really fast. So the vampire one is that he would always drink this red wine, of course. You know, of course he would. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then he, uh, he like, wouldn't age. And then throughout time, there's all these different accounts of, of um, reputable, like, real people, like, you know, in history saying they've seen him and then it's like spanning over this long extended from like 1700s and 1900s there's accounts of him and then um the new orleans he goes to new orleans he has a buddy and um he's on his same usual like he's a socialite having parties but no one ever sees him eat he he just drinks this like tea or this wine and then one day uh they hear like screams this girl falls out of off of his balcony in new orleans she claims that he tried to bite her, and then he talks the police out. He's like, no, like, because he's so charming. He's like, I would never do that. Police are like, all right, whatever, go home. And then he disappears, and the police go in, and they find all these bottles of, with this mysterious red liquid in it, and that's the vampire tale. But then there's the alchemist tale, where people believe he wasn't actually an alchemist, who um, did not, it wasn't a wine he, he drank, it was an oatmeal some sort of oatmeal that he ate and it had it was some sort of like property and he had mastered immortality and then um you know then there's still these there's actually a website of people tracking this dude down it's so cool and one of the things about him is they said that he would tell stories about the past as if he were there that's like a notable account that people had um claim they said it was weird he would just start going off into like his head and he would speak about these old things as if he had like lived through it so um the, there's websites called founding find i'm sorry finding count saint germain okay this is so fun but it goes from like 600 bc and he claims he received the staff of moses 
um, in Babylon. Then it goes to 364, and it's saying that he um, was, like, a missionary and traveled to, like, Cornwall, England. Then it goes to the 1300s, Tower of London. Um, we have 1500s, where he spent time studying chemistry in France. Then um, 1800s, um, he's, you know, doing some other cool things. And then it goes to 16, 1700s, and that's whenever he, like, was apparently, like, quote, born. Even, like, that's what his, like, birth record was. And this thing goes on and on and on and on. Um, we're seeing it all throughout the 1700s, all throughout Europe. And then, like I said, he ends up making his way to the United States. And then um, in the 1960s, there was a claim of that somebody saw him. Because we have 1942, 1960s, 1972, there was a claim that he was around. Um, and then 2007, there was another claim that somebody saw him. Mm. Um, that he just shows up. Uh, you know, so whether it was a vampire or an alchemist, whatever... But this is where we get into the metaf- more, like, New Age stuff. Um, I wonder, and I'm sure you guys have heard of the St. Germain Violet Flame. Now, this was a, uh, the Violet Flame is a meditation you can do. You can call in the Violet Flame, and it helps to clear and transmute negative energies and all of that. Um, every time I do the Violet Flame, I'm always, like, fucked up for a couple days. I have a major healing crisis, it seems. I don't know why. Because you, you, can, you can just call in the Violet Flame. Just, you don't have to be in meditation. No, you can call in. Yeah, you, you can just call do it. it. It clears and transmutes yeah. stuff. And um, it's from, they say St. Germain. So I always thought that that was a different individual. Mm-hmm. Turns out this Violet Flame we're all doing is from that St. Germain that is allegedly an immortal. And I found out recently, and I was like... Mind blown. Uh, you were texting mind me. Blown. You were texting me. Is Saint Germain classified as an ascendant master? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's class. Some people. So, I there are two other saints. They're Catholic saints. Um, I'm not Catholic. If I'm messing something up, I apologize. But I had just assumed that we were talking about different Saint Germain because. Um, I only knew him as the vampire or the immortal or alchemist or whatever. And then I was um, reading, because I don't do the Violet Flame that often, like you, at all. You, it messes you up a little bit. I always have a heal, like a crazy heal. And that's fine. Like certain modalities and stuff might be different for everybody. But I, uh, I'm i like reading on it and it was talking about how he is considered Ascended Master and he, um, he has all these different names. Um... And that he's he's he was actually extremely enlightened. That it wasn't that he was a alchemist or a vampire or whatever. It was that he had reached like a state of enlightenment, and that he shows up throughout history to help humanity. And you can call on him. So it's a it's a big mystery. It's like one of those like spooky like I don't know. I think it's wild, but it makes me think when I talk we talk about stuff like this. It makes me mm-hmm. think of that movie on Netflix called. Um, the old guard. Yeah. It makes me think of that and how these individuals will um, incarnate to help humanity in some facet. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it that way, it really makes sense as to why. Because I'm sure if you looked at the timelines for when he was allegedly cited, there might have been great change occurred or um, advancements in some a- aspects. Yes, I'm the confident. French Revolution. Yeah. So he... Um, 
Apparently he had psychic dreams and he had told Marie Antoinette of his prophecies about the French Revolution 15 years before it was like even a thing. Um, he was deeply involved in like French politics. They think that he was resp partially responsible for Catherine the Great taking the throne. And then um, they're saying that he would hobnob with all of the high society in Europe and kind of like you know, make his way into certain circles, which included, like, the Freemasons and the Rosicrucians and all that stuff. Um, he was definitely involved in occult type of things. Um, he said that he had elixirs that would erase wrinkles and restore his youth. Um, they said that he looked youthful up and through, up until middle age. Um, he, he would, like, eat, now this account says that he did, like, the oatmeal, but there was, there's tea, there's wine, there's oatmeal, there's different things, so people said that he, like, used some sort of alchemy, something to do that, so, um, they said that he, they could not figure out how he had established his enormous wealth and that he was enamored with gemstones, which, um, he would, which were basically crystals that he carried everywhere with him. And then he would gift crystals to like people and he would paint them in his art. So he was like a musician as well and an artist. You can listen to his music on the internet if you're ever curious, hmm. guys. Yeah, Interesting. I listened to it before. Did I was, you? Yeah, it was probably like, encoded. Like, probably, <laughs> man. You can listen to that. Um, they have, uh, you know, if you wanted to play his music, you could. Oh, so the other thing about him is some people believe that he is not an immortal, that he has been reincarnating. That's another theory that people have. And that he just reincarnates as the same dude. Like he That's somehow, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure either way you look at it, there's some sort of, um, could be some sort of um, backing to that. Yeah. Some people believe that St. Germain attained immortality and that he faked his death to avoid attracting undue attention. And Bassant claimed that um, they had met in 1896. Guy Billard, who pen named Gregory Ray King, wrote The Meeting of St. Germain on Mount Shasta in the 1930s. Elizabeth Clare was a prophet who wrote and lectured that St. Germain emphasized her beliefs and that he carried the, the violet flame to transmutate energies. He's also part of a brotherhood that is supposed to be highly important and has helped um, institute certain political events. And that um, he has, there's energy of the likes of Joseph, Joseph, the father of Jesus, Merlin, Shakespeare, and Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. Yeah, it's a little, little, little dodgy, dodgy there. there. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, mm -mm -mm. That, that's the, the major native coming out. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's supposedly an, an important figure for the Ascension movement. Okay, so what's curious to me about this is that, yeah. okay, like you said, that he had, you know, Joseph, Jesus' father, always yeah. Merlin, Shakespeare. Like, how many other possible great people that have existed in time mm -hmm. could have been in the similar realm of existence as St. Germain? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious about that. Like, I'm sure people listening might have some more info on other, like, figures mm -hmm. other than whoever else we're going to mention soon. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, they say that... So if the people who subscribe to him being in a, like some sort of master that he works with Archangel Michael mm. and that he's a loved but he's a loving benevolent ascended master who wishes to work with light workers and help to clean up the world. So what some of the stuff that he helps with is alchemy, 
authority figures and influential people and comfortably interacting with them. He helps give you courage, life purpose. He helps with miraculous manifestations, perseverance, psychic protection, and space clearing. And to um, invoke him, all you have to do is say his name and say, I need your help. So who knows? You might get a vampire that shows up or you might get um, a uh, ascendant master. <laughs> yeah. I just think about like the times that he was allegedly sought, like that he what, knew Marie Antoinette. Yeah, that, like what yeah. what events um, transpired before or after his appearances. Yeah, that's yeah. curious. Very oh, curious. Who else? He knew Casanova. He knew um, King Louis. He Catherine the Great. I thought these were two separate people. I did too. I definitely did too. Oh, it says that he was there with Nero in Rome. Mm-hmm. Prince Charles of Hesse. Castle, I don't want to say Cassell. that. Cassell. Jeez. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? If anybody else knows anything more about this um, person, yeah. Ascendant Master being, let us know. Mm-hmm. It's curious. Yeah, so I would definitely think of the... But so there, There's accounts of um, immortal characters like him in many other cultures, and we're going to talk about he's some more. The, and he's not exclusive for like a western like there's no. two other people yeah um that we're not really gonna because there's no point to go into that because they're not considered ascended masters but um there's a couple other people who are apparently hobnob in circles with him now with his legend too there is a myth that he gave his secrets of immortality to a couple other close people but i'm not they're not as like well known as him but there are other um accounts of people who were are immortal and one of them is of a 5000 year old person whose name is Ashwathama did i say that right Ashwathama. i believe you said it right if we said it wrong um, we apologize so basically uh he was one of eight followers of the god ruda shiva and he, they were all considered to be the immortal ones in hinduism okay now, um, we are not practitioners, though we respect this faith very much, so I apologize if we say anything wrong or if we get anything mixed up, but um, he, people to this day claim to see him, and, but his, his immortality was a curse because he was a part of a war and he was the lone survivor of it. He got like really upset and went on a rampage and just started like killing everybody, and it, um, it upset Krishna, who cursed him to live eternity on Earth and never die. And he has um, he had a crystal on his forehead when he was one of the eight immortals that would help him not um, get sick. Mm-hmm. So he was very powerful, very strong. He had a lot of potential for damage, and he enacted that out of his grief from this war. Like horrible, horrible toll. He um. You know, kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it was unnecessary violence. <laughs> yes. So, um, as a result, Krishna cursed him, and um, he would live eternity on Earth, and he would never die. And the crystal he had that protected him from illness was removed. So, he has a wound, apparently, where that crystal was. And there are accounts of it being an actual wound that just doesn't heal, to it just being kind of an indent. And, um, he travels and it's almost like he's trying to like repent, it seems, or to do better. And, um, so that I guess he can have peace and people have claimed to see him 
all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of accounts of him. Yeah, but he's been alive for five thousand years. Five thousand years. Yeah. Um, but there's they there's multiple sightings of him at different um temples, um throughout India, right? Yeah, throughout India. Yeah, throughout India. There might be um, other Asian other stories. Asian countries, and there's I'm sure there's other global stories. Yeah, there might be about him, but um, it's wild. So uh, sewn up, he's, he's uh, repenting for the destruction for the caused. destruction that he caused. Um, so he's been here for five thousand years, living on the outskirts of society and doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you see a guy at a temple with a forehead wound, it might be him. <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> um, okay, and then uh, we have another person who uh, we can't pronounce his name, but they call him Lee. So in the 1930s, there was a New York Times article about a person who said he was 256 years old and that he was born in 1736. So they did more research and they found that he was actually born in the 1600s in the um, Citron province of China and that um, there's an actual letter from the imperial Chinese government congratulating him on his 150th year. So there's proof that he lived further than 100, 250, and that he was an herbalist. Um, He had been married 24 times. He has 180 living descendants, and he claimed his secret to his longevity was, like, mindfulness and being a vegetarian and um, meditation and then the herbs. So I don't know if he was making, like, an herbal concoction like St. Germain, uh, you know, those accounts, but somehow... He had gained an extremely long lifespan, and I'm not sure if he's still alive today, but he might be. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever that, whatever his secrets were, that's some amazing shit. Yeah. So then the last one we have is, um, so we had a guest named Karen on our podcast. We had oh, two wait. Karen. Oh, what? So I'm, I don't know a lot about Chinese history, but uh-huh. like some of the stories, there was that one emperor mad emperor mm-hmm. who there were rumors that there were these herbs and um, plants that would give you immor- um, immortality mm-hmm. and he i can't remember the name of the emperor forgive me guys um he t- sent people out to look for this these herbs mm-hmm. and to try to find them and no one ever could mm-hmm. so what if homeboy found it he just had it probably. or he had it he said he but- was traveling they said that he, like, traveled to all these different places and yeah. he would collect herbs. The emperor, um, it's the one that um, did the terracotta army and has the um, fully um, recreated uh, city, I believe, um, underground. That's all. It has a river of mercury and it's so toxic they can't even open it. There's so much mercury in the, in the hill above it. It's, um, this is old, old, old. Yeah, this is emperor. It's, this is 210 BCE. So. Yeah. This guy might have. What if this guy found it? Yeah, so that's what I'm. Yeah. I'm saying. Um, what if? What if there were actually accounts of herbs that did actually do that, or mm-hmm. expanded extended your lifespan, and he found it? Yeah. Who knows? He's, Who knows? He traveled everywhere. It could have been um, a blend of the herbal mixture. It could have been his mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like because that's one of the big things. Um, people who uh, I guess you can get to a point where you like stop aging or you have control of all of that which brings me to the Babaji who is um mentioned in the autobiography of a yogi mm-hmm. correct yeah um so uh we had a former guest who told us to read that and he uh 
we can like read a little bit about him. So uh, he's known as the Deathless Avatar because he overcame physical limitations regarding the human lifespan. It's said that he didn't die, but ascended with his physical body. Many accounts of him appearing physically to spiritual seekers have been written. However, he usually comes to those who invoke him on the spiritual plane and they hear Babaji through thoughts, feelings, or visions. Babaji's mission is to bring humanity closer to God and to follow God's will. He encourages people to follow their own spiritual path and says that all religions lead to God. He encouraged Yoganda to bring uh, Kriya Yoga, which involves 18 yoga postures, also known as asanas or mudras, to the West. It's known as a tool of enlightenment and may have been the help, or I'm sorry, may have sparked the popularity of yoga today. It's amazing. Yeah, so that's this dude. Now, it says that he helps with addictions, cravings, breath work, clear communication with God, manifestation, detaching from material stuff, protection from religious persecution, simplifying your life, spiritual growth, and yoga. Um, So he is also, they're also believed to be others who have achieved this deathless avatar state, apparently. There's like a group of them. Um, and then they said how it works is that he got so enlightened that he was able to like regenerate his body so he could just regenerate wherever he needed to. And I think that there are accounts of these, um, spiritual people who can also like regenerate in different places, kind of like transporting themselves somewhere else. Or they can be in two places at once. Yeah. Um, like a hol- almost like a hologram for being honest. Yeah. Like the one guy bit. said he's regenerates his cells. Yeah. So but you, how can you be in two places at once, though? I don't know. It's don't like know. bending of time. I don't yeah. know. It's beyond my realm of knowledge, well, but one, I think it's magical. The one guy we were listening to speak about him, he said that you get to a state where time is not what like we perceive it to be. You understand the state of reality more, and you're able to like manipulate it. But this dude can do it in a physical form, apparently. So you know, like there's all these things like you ascend and you it's don't like need your body. Strange. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Now, if you wanted to invoke this guy, all you'd have to do is like connect with your heart and then repeat his name, and um, then you'll hear his name. And there you go. So that is Babaji. Those are the immortals we know about. <laughs> <laughs> that loosely relate to spirituality in some um, facet. Apparently, uh. you can become a master alchemist or extremely enlightened and do Live what you gotta do. <laughs> or you can get cursed to rock, um, walk the earth forever. Kill a bunch of people. Yep. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, okay, so there's accounts of. Um, like just just monks who are able to do um, amazing feats. like levitate like levitation or um, like the, I think those it's was it it's in um, saints too the Himalayans I believe or was that one statue and that there's still like an actual like heartbeat and stuff yeah. there's like a, a, a monks like encased in the statue and there's uh, allegedly a proof of it still living and they like like you said there's cases in, that have priests and saints and stuff who could levitate and do miraculous healing and mm-hmm. so on and so forth like wow so you guys are all on a spiritual path maybe one of you will decide to uh, transcend this. yeah what? is it ascend is it, is it transcend ascend it's ascend or transcends the space time 
physical form, whatever. I don't know. It's cool, though, and it's cool that there are these legends, and I think it's awesome, too, that there are accounts of people seeing them and um, interacting with them, and it's like, wow, like, what if you are interacting with an immortal like this a stranger you literally have no idea or you could be like that lady that you used to know who said that vampires are real and then we go back to stay woke don't provoke so <laughs> get right back to that at the end of the day that's a general great rule of yeah. thumb but who knows the truth will come eventually yeah. everything's coming to light What's going to come first, though? Is it going to be aliens? Or is it going to be immortals? immortals? Or is it going to be vampires? I heard this crazy... Before we end the podcast, I'll just tell this other story. So you guys all know about, like, all these, like, secret organizations and whatever. But I remember we were listening to this dude who said that there was, like, an organization of, like, light people, beings or whatever. But they were, like, immortals. And then back to, like, that old guard thing that, like... Some people believe that there are actual, like, watchers who do live forever that, like, help the state of the planet. Well, why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. If we all have... Okay, we all have our own team. We have our teams of angels and guides and... I gotta change um, this. He's, like, staring at me. I gotta change Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. It's fine. He's very loving eyes. Um, We have a picture of Babaji up. On the screen, yeah. And he's just uh, lovingly gazing at at, a... Um, are you sure about that? I, uh, from my angle, it's what it looks like. Um, okay, but, but what I was that. saying is oh, that that's not any better. of course it makes, it makes sense to me. Like it could be possible yeah. because we all have our teams of guides and angels and, um, that are here to help us throughout yeah. our existence. So why wouldn't there be other, like a, a physical um, one, a physical, um, incarnations of it or, just in general, like why, if we're helping someone all on a personal level, why wouldn't there be these guardians, um, whether it be elementals or whatever you want to call it, or any, you know, whatever realm we're talking about, why wouldn't there those um, safety nets be in place to help humanity? We have the law of free will, but, um, and we are on Mother Guy right now, and there's a lot of um, other things that work other than just our 3D plane. So I think it to me it makes sense. I'm like, why not? Why why not have like old guard style um, characters exist? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a believer. I think yeah, I don't doubt anything. Sometimes the craziest things are um, the gonna be in truth? reality. Well, they, I mean the other thing too is if you think of um, like we are extending our lives the longer we live. So maybe one day there is a. Maybe there is something. Well, yeah. Or something I mean, the life, even from when we were little, the lifespans, like, yeah. almost doubled. Yeah. That's kind of a stretch, but, you know, it's expanded. People are living past mm-hmm. 100, whereas before, people weren't even living past 70. So, stay blessed. Yeah. Enjoy uh, Halloween. We hope you liked our spiritual Halloween episode about... <laughs> Possible <laughs> immortals, vampires, or vegans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, definitely, if anything to take away from this, is definitely adapt a mindfulness practice because it will help you in any way. It could possibly help slow your aging. Look better, feel better. You look good, you feel good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, now, at the end of the episode, we have Reiki. So keep listening for the Reiki, and it'll start when the music changes. You might want to go home and listen to it. Don't drive, you know. Could make you sleepy. We always give that warning. Um, I... I've Some people say Reiki. fuck it. Yeah, I full disclosure. I've driven more Reiki, but just you know, if you want to meditate to it, that's always a good idea. We recommend our clients meditate when we do the distance stuff. But um, 
yeah thanks for listening thank you bye